rhymes for days. And when I'm on the microphone, the pain goes away. I rap about reality. It's not a fallacy. I do a freestyle, and I do it casually. That's a slant rhyme, like Emily Dickinson. I'm on the microphone with lyrics that I'm spitting, son. I did a Mega Ran record. I did the Mega Ran album. It was called Random. I did the Random album called Mega Ran. It's a full cycle. I'm psycho, like Daito and Artemis. Ready Player One. You know I'm going hard like this. This is obnoxious. I should stop. You're listening to nothing important. Please enjoy the show. cracks me up to this wow. day 10 years later I'm hilarious so yeah, right proud of my husband. yeah. <laughs> all right so ladies proud. and gentlemen this is the nothing important podcast my name is brian and with me as always is my bartender dave dave how you doing today my friend insert witty comment here exactly and i'm so excited to be here because we just got done witnessing the awesomeness of mc lars and mega ran on stage as shuba's in Chicago, Illinois, and we actually have them with us right here. Mega Ran, MC Lars, thank you for coming on our uh, silly little podcast. What's up? Thanks for having us. Hey, hey, Brian and Dave. This has been awesome. Hey, like, I'm so you guys glad. are cute. You guys are cute. <laughs> I'm so glad that you guys have um, made the time to chat with us. Like, no, we're, we're, oh, we're happy that you took the time to chat with us after oh, your show. Yeah. Well, we're all happy. Especially because Shubas didn't really know we were doing this. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> like the, the, the Shuba sound guy was like breaking it down. I'm like, oh, could you leave like a power strip back over here so we can wow. plug our computer? But that was nice of him. And then and I stole all his microphones and XLRs and uh, put together a podcast. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, great show, gentlemen. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, first item of business, MC Lars pounding it. Mega Ran, bam, blowing it up. Okay, uh, Mega Ran, I guess we'll start with you. Uh, okay. I, I, I didn't want to say it during your show, but I think everybody knows that the best Final Fantasy is uh, Final Fantasy three on the Super Nintendo. 3-6, you mean? No, no. 3. Oh, you mean <laughs> no, the actual like, 3. With the sprites and everything, well, man. Well, remember that every- 3 turned into 6 in the 3 American was was six in Japan or something like that. <laughs> anyway, whatever. So Mine's actually two. My favorite is oh, I like two as well, but that yeah, it looks so primitive now. I can't I can't play it now. But we 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 you know we argue about it. I think that three. I love three a lot. The um, um different the American three. Yeah. Um, I thought the story was great. I rented it one time and I and I didn't return it. I kept right. it for a month because I was just like I gotta beat this game. You know, I just kept playing. Well, back in the day when you rent games, you had to weigh it. Against the price of the game, you're like, oh, well, you know, I could take like a couple weeks penalty on the rent and still get the game cheaper than I would have. Uh, Absolutely. This is a $60 game that right. was three bucks to rent for <laughs> yeah, the weekend. Don't forget about it after a couple weeks. It's all good. Exactly. MC well, Lars, how's it going, my friend? I, I just want to say Mega Ran has always got game, sometimes illegally. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> Lars, man, I have, uh, my wife and I, we have been listening to you for like 10 years, my friend. Are you serious? What? Dude, one, you better. One more high five. Uh, bam, pound it. There are just five. multiple been around high fives for, going around. 10 uh, years, right. that's as long as I've been doing this practically. Yeah, absolutely, man. We we kind of got into it, uh, you know, like I'm a nerdy, like video game kind of guy. If you notice, are I you have serious? this Luigi tattoo that's right Luigi. there. Are you serious? That is how I roll, man. That's that a is... representation. I, I I always have to say it. It's a world record that he 
achieved and then tattooed. To, uh, <laughs> I, I, I hold a uh, Twin Galaxies record. Yes, I do. Yo. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about it on the podcast because I try to separate a little bit of my personal life from it, but mm. I do hold a uh, Twin but, Galaxies record. But his vasectomy episode's coming up next Right, month. yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. I, I am getting fixed here in about a month, so, uh, you know. It, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and my wife is here with us, but uh, <laughs> Lars, man, um, I got to tell you, one of the greatest things I've ever seen, we were standing in the back of the room kind of uh witnessing the the craziness that was going on and uh the uh the raven the El, uh the El, edgar Allan poe uh the the young gentleman we referred to him as young mc that came up that was probably one of the coolest things i've ever seen at a live show because i gotta tell you you've probably made that that young man's like life <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it's it's cool to say like uh it, it made my day to be with my hero but that dude was on stage and had like a hundred people rocking with him. How cool was that? He was the real headliner. He, someone was like, "Yo, my friend knows some of the lines from my. Or my son knows some of the lyrics from Poe's Raven Poem. Some of the lines." And we're like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And I'm like, "Okay, well, hey, come up, come up." And then he does like the first seven stanzas from memory. Right. And Megaran and I are like, "Ooh, this kid's got bars." Yeah. <laughs> and it Skills. was it was tight actually. Dude. Dude. The making right there. I mean, that's- dude, absolutely. Like that's that's huge. That was a, and, and his mom was so proud. Like it was. My insides were melting, man. It was well, like, and, and you got to think about the effect that that's going to have on the kid later in life. You know what I mean? Like, uh, first never, off, never achieve those heights again. <laughs> <laughs> All downhill from here, kid. <laughs> but I mean, like you, your guys' music. Why, why I'm attracted to this type of music is, uh, and, and Dave knows, like, like heavy rock and stuff like that. Like, I don't like. I hate my daddy music, and I and I personally don't like. I'm I'm so tough music. You know what I mean? And you guys come out and you do a fun show. You guys do it very positively, and you guys have a real connection with your audience, you know. And that was such a great thing to see that that kid up up here getting that kind of love and seeing that, mm-hmm. you know, he he could build an audience off of doing something where he doesn't have to talk about how tough he is or how much daddy didn't hug him enough. And you guys probably made the biggest impact that that kid is going to have in his life. Wow. Well, that's that's incredible. If that's true, I mean, I I, I think it was just so fortunate it's so cool to be able to like pass the mic to someone i think hip-hop is all about that Mm -hmm. sharing the stage and putting people on and the fact that he went to the effort to learn that poem it's like the nerd rap thing is about it's cool to be smart and i don't Mm -hmm. think every hip-hop is about intelligence and being clever but the nerd rap thing is about i don't know it's like you flex that cerebral muscle (laughs) yeah and that's how you hustle you flexed on everybody man because i i didn't I, didn't, I wouldn't be able to do that at that age. No way. I, mean, right. I just need to quit because this dude just stole the show. Coming so. for your spot. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> Lars, you, you were a literary major. Am I getting that right? Yeah, I studied 19th Damn. century American lit. That was my focus. But just, yeah, English literature. And I graduated in 05 with my, mm-hmm. my Bachelor of Arts. And I've been straight rocking the mic since then. It's tight, actually. It's mm-hmm. tight. Right on. And, uh, and Megaran, you were you mentioned on stage, I didn't even know that, but you were a teacher? Oh, yeah. Teacher is a big part of my story. I was an English major mm-hmm. in school. and uh, just Wait, went, you were? Yeah. We never talked about this. We've never talked about this. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was an English with a history minor, and uh, I just came out and went start teaching elementary school immediately out of uh, undergrad. And I taught about five or six years while I was making music on the side, mm-hmm. and then I jumped in. To music, and so, uh, uh, how, here I am. How did you guys jump in? Like, how, how did you go from being a literary major to being like, you know what, I'm going to get on stage with a microphone 
and beats on a computer. And I'm going to, you know what? Like I do this for my class because you met, you mentioned that you used to rap for your, your students. Yes. How did you decide like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to get on stage and I'm going to throw this out to masses and see where it goes. Like what, what, how did you make those decisions? I mean, in a lot of ways, our stories are kind of similar because we both grew up loving hip hop culture and rap music. And, um, I, I got in, I started rapping kind of for fun mm -hmm. and then I started sampling punk bands and I realized that rapping about nerdy topics had an audience mm -hmm. and it kind of just went viral with some YouTube videos I made and I realized, okay, well, if I rap about the stuff I care about, um, there's an audience there because people weren't rapping about Poe and mm -hmm. laptops and social media in 2003. Right. That was like kind of fresh. So I was kind of like ahead of the curve, but I think Megaran's story is interesting about his breakthrough record in the nerd rap scene. <laughs> It's the same, the same kind of thing. I was just doing the things that I loved. And uh, I love video games. And I was just like, man, the music's really great. And I don't want that music to be forgotten. So took some of my favorite 80s you know, video mm -hmm. game tunes, chopped them up, threw some drums behind them, beefed them up a little bit, and then wrote raps. Sometimes about the story, sometimes about my own life and how it related to that particular game story. Put it on the internet. And then uh, Mega Man was my game of choice. And then um, Capcom, the guys who made Mega Man, decided to hit me up. And um, not to sue me, but to actually offer me <laughs> a license. And I really thought they were coming wow. to sue me. I was just like, oh, God, I'm, I'm over. Which is a good thing to be, by the way, is not sued. That's a <laughs> oh, good, heck yeah. That's a good, that's a good stage oh, in our no, life. Like, not they didn't being pay sued. me a dime, but I was okay with that because <laughs> they just didn't sue me. They allowed me to live, which was great. So um, they thought it was good. They thought it was tasteful. And they were like, this is awesome. And so they were like, we want more people to know about this. So they decided to help me out big time by giving me Very a license. Cool. And I was the first underground rapper, I guess, to be licensed by a major video game company. That is awesome. <laughs> Which is that's amazing. Right. Like, that's yeah, not even yeah. something you set out to accomplish because it doesn't seem possible. And, and I got to be honest, uh, yours, uh, you know, your, your uh, set tonight, that's the first time I've ever saw, I, I've ever sat uh, crisscross applesauce at a rock show. So that, that is amazing. <laughs> um, you know, and that's good, man. We're, we're taking it into new places, you know, right. like how many shows do you think you're going to sit down at? You know? So I think that's cool. I just bring a little bit of the teacher flavor because that's a lot of what made me who I am. And so I just bring it to the, to the, you know, kids love that, you know, story time, you get to sit down, you know, like it's fun, you know, yeah. and, and adults I, do too. It turns out drunk adults can get the same <laughs> amount of enjoyment out of the same activities that sober 12 year olds can do. It's, kind of, thought. it's crazy because it's like you come to show, you hear us rapping about the canon of literature, and then you see Megaran with an arm cannon, and it's like, <laughs> yo, this place is, you know what I'm saying? What is this, Pocket Bell? Because this canon is, <laughs> all right, anyway. anyway. The arm cannon oh, of literature? <laughs> no, it's tight, though. It's tight, though. That's what I love about people walk in, they're like, everyone's sitting on the floor. Is this a rap show? Yes, it is. Right. It's what we want it to be, buddy. Yeah, and right. you can do whatever you want, too, with your favorite creativity. So let's talk about that for a second. Lars, you kind of... You kind of like when this whole like uh I, I, I guess nerdcore, we can call it that, right? Like that's an acceptable term. You guys okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, like like nerdy, like literature, like intellectual type type rap, giving the finger dabs. How about intellectual rap. Intellectual rap. Now you Shout you, out to Common. He's one of the <laughs> smartest rappers I know. I love him. This is true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and Shout you you like came in at the like very beginning, so to speak. Like what what was your first show like? When you're like, you know what? I'm actually gonna go perform this in front of people. Like, like I, 
Like, uh, was it at a Barnes question. and Nobles? Like, how, how did you promote that? What was your That's a good first question. show like? Hot Topic Coffee I'm curious. Hour. Hot, hot Topic. Hot Topic Employee <laughs> Lounge. No, I'm they playing. I'm playing. You can, you can promote your new album at Hot Topic. If really? You it's true. I've set. done it. Yeah. I've played, oh, I've played that, Hot Topic Is that where sets. Hot Topic is not punk rock came from? Is that too large? That'd be tight. Um, my first story was, so sophomore year, this is 1998. Sophomore year of college? Of high school. I was the same exact age. Are you serious? 99? Class of 99? Yeah, class of 01. Oh. Oh. Oh, my sophomore year. Oh. My That's her. Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm class of 99. I'm sorry. We would have been we would have been the same school at the yes. same time. I've been like, yes. what up? Um, mm -hmm. We read Macbeth. And my English teacher was like, okay, here's your assignment. Make fun of Macbeth. So I was like, wait a second. Iambic tetrameter. Double, double, toil and trouble. Fire, burn, and cauldron bubble. I was like, that sounds like it could be a rap. The witch's chant from from Macbeth. So I did mm -hmm. this whole rap about like how Shakespeare could be pop culture and I referenced the play and whatever and I turned it in and I got a good grade on it. I got A on it and I was like, mm. oh, my teacher had an open mind. He thought it was funny. I recorded a CD of it on Cubase 3.5 or something on my dad's computer. <laughs> so it was open mic day. We had school assemblies and you could go and do poems and I went up and I was like, wait a second. What if I just spit this acapella, this rap and mm. I did and the school thought it like everyone cheered and then I put on this assembly like a few months later where I just was at the church in my school and I rapped my songs. So I started out as like a fun joke, but I had so much love and appreciation from my teachers and friends that the first show I remember, it was like I dressed in different costumes. It was so nerdy, man. <laughs> I had a song called I Want to Be Anakin Skywalker about, <laughs> and I was like with a lightsaber and it was like ridiculous. But that was my first show. That was March 11th, 2000. So I guess I'm on my 16th anniversary of this. Wow. wow. Dang, son. Long answer to your question, but thank you for yeah, asking. Wow. Living the dream. That's awesome. Mega Ram, what was your first like show in front of people? Like spreading the word Thanks. in front of the masses? Because uh, Dave and I know, like, we. What we, was our first show? I don't even fucking Was it Polly's? Yeah. It was, it was fucking like, Polly's. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking Polly's. Like, we, <laughs> we had a crappy band back in the day, and our first show was in front of like 15 people at like some dive bar, and my dad mm. was there. And uh, he promised that he would never come see our band ever again. Wow. <laughs> did you curse or something like that? Oh, or? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. He was, but he did right. come he, to the oh, last show. Cool. We ended our band's okay. career. Yeah, first yeah. and last. Yeah. Shout out your pops. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, my first show, I went to this um, open mic at a place um, downtown Philly. And um, I used to go there every week and watch people go. And I was like, I think I can do this. And so the first time I did it without music, I just rapped one of my, you know, lyrics as a poem. I was like, this is a poem I wrote. Like uh, time, like it wasn't really a poem. poetry kind of, but way. yeah, I yeah. came in there saying it was a poem because I was afraid that if I wasn't on on rhythm or on beat, mm. that it would sound whack. So I was just right. like, I'm gonna say it's a poem and I'm gonna do it with no music. And um, people liked it. And they're like, man, you should come back and do this again. And I was like, okay. So the next time I came back with music and I uh, did it like three, four times and like kept kind of getting really good reactions. And uh, and that just that just encouraged me to keep writing and working. And then I uh, got into a studio for the first time not long after that. So I was mostly just doing a lot of freestyling, just hanging out, doing cypher is what we call it. So we would just mm -hmm. hang on the corner and rap. You know, we'd all get in a circle and rap. And I think the first way I really learned was, you know, how to freestyle the things that we do on you know, stage now, where um, we would make fun of each other. Mm -hmm. And it was, I guess, kind of like the assignment that Lars got where he's make fun of Macbeth. It was like, make fun of your best friend, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and that was what we had to do. And I was like, I'm not going to make fun of him. And then he just reels off 10 insults in a row on you. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you start saying all the things you've never <laughs> said in your life that you wanted to say. When I was 12, we took my bike, you know, things like that. But 
you know, and, and, and it was that was it was like if you weren't good, you were just going to get roasted. And so yeah, therefore right. you, you had to get better. Sink or and swim. I think absolutely it was sink or swim, man. It was trial by fire. And I, and I think that's what made me, you know, quick witted, I think. And it's what made me comfortable with performing and, and uh, being a substitute teacher. I think it's the same thing because they bring you into a situation where you got to be, yeah, I think on the fly, <laughs> right, right, you know, yeah. kids are going to throw everything at you. Oh, we don't <laughs> do work on Tuesdays. No, we don't do anything but just watch TV. And you're like, oh, yeah? Or you come in there and there's no lesson plans, no work, and you got to right. come up with something. So that was really it. I think just the combination of my teacher background and just and the sink or swim freestyle battles on the on the block. <laughs> That's <laughs> what, awesome. What maybe good. How old guys... were you when you first started rapping? Sorry to interrupt. I was just uh, curious. Mm, I was maybe sixteen. Dude, we have that in common. Really? <laughs> I was sixteen. Really? We both studied English. We should be friends. Oh. <laughs> Are you we serious? Are you you serious? were sixteen. I was sixteen. That is tight. I can still remember saying something in some lines like, "Oh, I'm, I'm this hardcore." Even at 16 or something like that. And, and I remember saying that at the time. So, yeah, 16 was when I, was, when I remember really going at it. 16, yeah, you're 16, you spit 16 bars. Yes. That's, that doesn't make any sense. Sorry, you can add that out? No, no, no we're keeping that in. Extraneous no, commentary. Circle, like, most most uh, things that are referred to as being edited out don't get edited out. <laughs> and then word. other things do. Unless you give away, like, your social security number address or something like that. Word. Well, Lars's social security number is. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, what's that? 83753867. This is ridiculous. <laughs> we're wasting what? time. You know that song, Jenny, I got your number. Yes. Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break from our chat with MC Lars and Mega Ran and throw in a little uh, Freaks for Geeks for you, Dave. This is a band that opened for uh, Mega Ran and MC Lars, right? That is correct. Right, kind of a fun band, very cool dudes, local to the Chicago scene. The song we're going to play is called Bored to Death, and you can find that on their LP, Smoke em If You Got Em. Make sure to stick around after the podcast where we're going to play the Ballad of Hans Moman by MC Lars and Infinite Lives by Mega Ran. And check out the video for that one because it's pretty cool. But right now it's Bored to Death by Freaks for Geeks. Now it's too late, later Never said that I could be your savior You'll see 
to nothing important. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's very refreshing mm, that you guys are both kind of got into it or- organically. You know, mm-hmm. like it started with something else because I am an audio engineer and I record a lot of rappers. And in Chicago, mm. it's drill rap. Oh, and yeah. I have a lot of clients that just, they come into the studio and they book out time with me and they never played live. They never performed in front of another person. Mm-hmm. They think they're going to be freaking superstars. And it's like, no, you don't understand. Like, you don't just go make a rel- an album and people go buy it. You, you got to put it, in the work. You put in the work. Gotta you got to bring it to the people. Can you explain what drill rap is? I think drill I know. Rap but it's, is it's like um, trap, but like the next kind of taste. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's hardcore. It's violent. Mm-hmm. It's it's all, I'm going to pop my 30 and, you know, stealing drugs. That's my tool. Shooting Here. and clapping. A my clients don't listen to my podcast. They don't listen to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we, why don't we do a drill? They hear the first second and they're like, nope. This ain't gangsta, and they turn yeah. it off. We yeah. should do a drill rap song about fracking. Gonna pollute the water system, drilling in the ground. It's a drill rap. Oh my uh, god, that's it's like that. that could all be, you need is that uh, could be awesome. An audio yeah. engineer. <laughs> <laughs> I got you a drill oh, shoot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's like so like Chief Keef and that kind of sound. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Stuff from like Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and uh, like uh, this guy just got shot in the head. King Louis. King Louis. Was he okay? Yeah. Did he pass away? No. No, it He's was okay, uh, right? a graze or something, but they made it sound like he got capped in the head to build up hype and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like you got to make this look good. It's yeah. like a flesh wound. And man. that's the thing. Like, the drill is like still, it's still a ball about being hardcore and dealing drugs and all the crap that I personally can't relate to. And I tell yeah. my clients I can't relate to it because. But you know what sounds good as an audio engineer. Exactly. So you can make it sonically sound good. Right. But, but I'm not going to tell you, like, this is going to be a banger because. Because you don't really know. Yeah. So that's let, fair. Let me ask you this. So, like, um, Throughout the show and everything like that, like I, I tend to cuss like a sailor, and he, even like songs that me and Dave would do back in the day, like I, I couldn't help but cuss like a sailor just because <laughs> I like to cuss. Like, but but there is absolutely I, I heard very little, if any, swear yeah. words in your guys' shows tonight. I think I heard shit fly once or twice. Mm. Lars is looking I at me like I'm I, insane. I said it. Uh, I shouldn't have said it, but I said it. But you know what? We were talking about this the other day. We never curse in our songs. And yeah. for me, it's because I always knew my parents were going to hear it. One time my mom heard me doing this like really obscene rap or something. Mm-hmm. And I got in big trouble when I was like 12. And she took away <laughs> my computer privileges. So, I mean, that's my story. And also being like, my parents were pretty religious. So I didn't want to like offend them. Right. If I curse, I got computer privileges taken away. And right. so I can't be cursing, but it's similar, I think, with with Raheem, right? You don't curse ever. Yeah, I don't. I don't do it in my everyday life, so I figured, why not? But it's funny, ironically, the first rap song I wrote 
it was full of f-bombs because i just figured that was what rap was just about way, like, right oh, fuck you know it's like man if you don't yeah if you don't do this it's not rap you know right and uh and then i realized that was kind of ridiculous and um and honestly i just told him i think i think that's the biggest part of our story that no one really talks about is that you can become you know a, i guess if you consider what we do a success you can yes. you can make rap music for a living and not feed into any of the tropes that, that right. are out there and uh and, and so it, it's it feels good but yeah I don't. I don't do it. I mean, if if I really have it to say at this point, I'm a grown man. I'm 30 plus. Like I don't care if I have to say something, I'll say it. <laughs> so I think I said hauling ass in one in one new song because only because Whoa. it rhymed with. Whoa! Man, Whoa. I know. I know. Whoa. I know. But Whoa. it's falling fast. Only because it rhymed with Hall and Nash, who are these two wrestling guys yeah. who are oh, from uh, uh, the NWO, yeah, okay. from the it, NWO, yeah. and then Balderdash. So I was like oh, hauling bars, ass bars, from her haul ass, balling that like <laughs> hauling ass from that balderdash with like hauling that. You know what I mean? So basically, it was it was because it needed to be done. So if there's a rhyme that needs to be said, I'll say it. But I'm not gonna get on stage and be like how the fuck are you feeling? You know because <laughs> that's just not who I am. So I need you to edit that out for um, me. I am no, stoked. <laughs> I'm stoked for the for the wrestling EP though. I mean, what's up with that though? Thanks. Uh, there's no language on it though, but it's fun. I'm working on a wrestling album. That's uh, awesome. Actually, it's done. No, because it, you mentioned the wrestler and the rhyming couple. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump okay, in. I just did no, jump no, no, around no, no, a little go bit. Go ahead. This is DMC Lars. I'm working on a new wrestling EP. It's coming out WrestleMania week, which is, um, I guess, first day of April. That's dope. And um, it's wrestling themes. Kind of doing what I did with the Mega Man stuff and just flipping the theme, adding some cool stuff to it, and, and making fun rap records about you well, know, my favorite wrestlers. Will there be any reference to uh, Ravishing Rick Rude or Greg the Hammer Valentine? I need to know right now. There actually is a Greg the Hammer Valentine reference. <laughs> uh, wow, that's a deep I just blew MC mind. He's like, what? But right Greg here, the Hammer right Valentine here, was one of my favorites. I don't know what talking about either. Um, Rick Rude was, was awesome, too. <laughs> right. um, he's the only guy to appear on both wrestling shows in the same day. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he goes Raw on Raw and, and Nitro. And, uh, Nitro, yeah. Appears on both of them to say, I don't know how he did it. But he flew back and forth and got on both shows. And <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Rick Rude's a legend, man. Yeah. And um, so is Absolutely. Greg the Hammer. Greg the Hammer, side note, has a notoriously racist promo where, ah. that he cuts on Junkyard Dog. And he, oh, it's pretty disgusting. He's like, I'll rub your nasty black face in the ring. <laughs> really? And when I stomp oh you out, there'll just be a big black spot. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Greg the Hammer. Oh, <laughs> truly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, I at that point, you know, like. They did whatever they could do to get what they call heat. You know, you right, want yeah. to make people boo you and hate you. Different right. time back so, then, So, different time. Different time, yeah. You know? So, yeah. Nowadays, you know, people in wrestling, they just kind of diss your hometown. They come out and say, oh, the Chicago Bulls suck. Or, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Pittsburgh is bogus. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, like, oh, boo. Oh, yeah. You know, people will get mad. Like, oh, what? They're like Derrick Rose's knee. You're unstable. Oh, what? Boo. You know? <laughs> and so they'll just get so angry if you talk about their sports. Glass team. Joe, they call him. You can't, yeah, but you can't, like, you know, you can't get crazy racist with it anymore. <laughs> That's good. That's good news. Lars, what about, what about you? Uh, obviously, uh, Meg Ram loves uh, pro wrestling. I, I, I'm guessing specifically pro wrestling from the years of. Roughly 1983 to 1995, just Probably. from our brief conversation. The good, yeah, <laughs> the good stuff. I mean, I'm still in, I'm into it today, but definitely the uh, the 80s and 90s was the. I'm guessing highlight. that Lars is a big Edgar Allan Poe fan. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. You have several Edgar Allan Poe songs. Yeah. What What is it about Edgar Allan Poe that that uh, I guess inspires you? Like, 
like, what is it about Edgar Allan Poe that makes uh, MC Lars take notice? I think he's just, you know, he's the original horrorcore rapper, you know? Mm. He did things that no one was doing back then, and there's still being movies made about it, and he's still in The Simpsons, still in South Park. I think he's an example of how literature can be timeless, mm-hmm. and, and we did the... Um, Telltale Heart song about him, and he's just always inspiring me. I remember I read him when I was 11, and it just scared me, dude. There's this story called Berenice about mm. he buries this this he's in love with his cousin. She gets buried. He loves her teeth. He digs her up and rips her teeth out, but she's not dead. And I she's, think we've all been there. It's <laughs> like a dark story, dude, yeah. and it makes me cry, right. dude. Yeah. But I I think it's cool how like old stories can make you like feel like oh gross. <laughs> like, yeah. Let me rap about this. It'd be intense. Yeah. yeah, his work's very intense. Maybe, maybe you I should do he's like tight. He's tight. Edgar Allan Poe album, man. Like everything that would be tight. That yeah, would you be should tight. Do that. The LP. The Edgar Allan Poe LP. The Edgar Allan Poe. The E A P L P. L P. There you go. He's got Ooh, enough yeah. stories. The Epoch. You guys are so tight. When, when it comes out, you're going to be the first to hear it. Awesome. Dude, yeah. Exclusive right here, son. You can yeah, call right us up and promote it yeah. if you want to. We'll have you back. It's all huh? drill music. No, I'm playing. It could be, though. <laughs> you guys are traveling the country on the uh, Zym- Zombie Dinosaur Tour. Did I get that right? Yeah. yeah I guess we yeah. should. Yeah. See, we Dave, sh- I'm, it's almost like I know what I'm doing. Almost. 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 Think, we, there. For the but, record, we'd like to officially change it to the Random Zombie Dinosaur LP Tour. Because nice. it's promoting oh. both our new records. Right. Nice. Oh. Absolutely. And you guys are, you know, is it every show are you sharing the stage at the end? Because that's pretty tight. We have oh, been. Absolutely. Steal your yeah, work. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, we have a lot of collaborations and people yeah. ask for us to do them and it's not often that we get to be in the same place. And then so we, we make sure to do them all each, each show. And it's very joyful. And, uh, is this, I'm sorry, is, is touring with another artist like throughout the tour a new thing for you guys? Or is this something you guys have done before with other, with other artists? Because obviously it's relationships grow out of this stuff and you literally, you know, things can change and get involved with each other's art is pretty freaking cool in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. It's a fun time, you know, like, and all we do is kind of, as we're driving, like discuss ideas, you know, mm-hmm. it's great. And then I think touring with creative minds usually just leads to awesome Love mm. happening after afterwards. This tour showed me that, like, I've done tours with punk bands, and I did a tour with this band, this great band from Minneapolis, who's like a kids' dance rap group. But it makes sense to tour with artists within our scene because it's like together, Mega Rand and I will bring people who like me and people like him, and people kind of know both of us, and they're like, oh, they're both there. I'm going to come yeah. out. So it's like, mm-hmm. it makes sense to like, I've toured with other, other genres, and unless it's like a really big band, it doesn't make sense except to collaborate. Like right. we couldn't do the same numbers on our own. I don't think. I don't know. That's that's just a guess. Like this tour has been really surprisingly well attended, and it's really tight. And I really feel very thankful. And I really feel thankful for meeting friends in the podcasting world. That's you guys. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys are tight and friendly. No, you know yeah. what? We're we're absolutely. I, I was gonna. I'm sorry. I'm gonna cut you off. Go ahead. Because I was gonna mention. Um, we actually did an interview with uh, MC Front a lot. Oh, it's my boy. And yeah, <laughs> you guys are so much less awkward than he was. That was the most <laughs> awkward interview we've done. He's, really? Like he is legitimately a socially awkward what? nerd. Yeah, he yeah, clearly no, admits no, he, it. He, he oh yeah, he knows that. Yeah, he I clearly think, admits I, it. I think we all are, but it's just a matter of I think. Maybe catching us after the show when yeah. the endorphins are yeah, in you or get the, the show high going or a on. little more, you know, reserved. I don't know, but I, I, I feel like I'm pretty awkward. And I talk about it all the time, but um, <laughs> but I think you know, just being able to talk to the cool people, it can kind of bring out. Well, you we're know, just as awkward too. Cool. I mean, I don't know if you notice, we were the guys in the back that weren't like dancing, and we yeah. right, like everybody had their hand up, and I was like, and oh, we're, we're cool, in the back, yeah. like we're just watching the show. Like this is freaking <laughs> cool, man. It's joyful. 
That's cool. I think Ever. that it's. I think that rap allows us to be ourselves, and that's mm. what's cool about hip hop. Is about being real, and if you're like, if you can talk about your life and the things you experience, and talk about how it's you feel awkward or sad or whatever, it's really liberating. Mm -hmm. And then it feels like we can relate to these kids because they feel the same way, and they're like so excited. Some this guy played me for five minutes. He may listen to his friend who's a rapper on his phone in his ear. And I'd never heard of this guy. And he's like, it's coming. It's really good. It's really good. And I could see the passion in his eyes and the love. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stand here for five minutes with your phone in my ear <laughs> while I'm trying to pack up because I want you to know that I respect your passion and I appreciate you being here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You feel me? I feel you. It's yeah, joyful. And, and a lot of artists that get to certain levels don't do that. They don't take the time to support what? the up-and-comers. They have not, this sense that's, of that's bullshit not entitlement. Tight. Not you guys. No, I'm, not, I'm <laughs> saying you guys are not like what? that. But you probably could be, but nah, you're not, son, and that's I feel why like it's cool. He, every show we ever do, we're going to meet everyone and give them hugs yeah. and cuddles, call them muscles and freckles. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's fun meeting folks, you know? And um, Yeah, that's yeah, something I that bands city, don't do enough. You're going to learn something from somebody. And, but I noticed in our scene, we appreciate our fans so much more, and we were talking mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. Like, in this scene, because we know how important they are. You know, every literally every person is helping us to live and survive. No. It's not like when you're on a major label, you're like, whatever. They don't even bring merch, or they don't even <laughs> shake hands. They just do yeah. the show and go out Here's the back the, door. the key to the online store. You know, go, right. Yeah, you just go out the back door, and you never see them. And it's like, dang, you just paid $50 for that ticket. Like, how do you feel? You know? Yeah. I think about that all the time when I go to bigger shows. I'm like, what? You have no connection to this person, you know? But... Uh, I don't know, man, and I think that's why pop artists kind of go and come. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's like they they've never built any relationship yeah. with the audience. Well, a lot of times their yes. crowds are so big you can't. You know, like you got an arena of sixty thousand. How are you gonna you know shake hands yeah, with people? I agree, but then you have you know There's you can do uh, you can have meeting meeting places mm -hmm. like pre show meetups. You can do stuff like that. I mean, I think a guy like Tech Nine is a great example. You know, in the rap scene, to be like a guy who's come from nothing, but you know, and is playing stadiums now. But has never taken that for granted, so mm -hmm. still has right. pre-show opportunities to meet up and hang out, you know, and has never, never forgotten that. Well, so, nowadays, you know, with like Facebook and Twitter and all that, connections, you know, important, and it means a lot more. It is than it did, you know, a couple decades yeah, ago. Yeah, the so. introverted musician, I think, at the, at the indie level, is just not going to survive. <laughs> like, you better find some way to engage your fans, or right. else, or get someone else to do it. You know, I've heard guys tell me, "Oh, I don't do Twitter." If you're a musician, you don't do Twitter, then you're not going to succeed. Like, right. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know how people can say that. Oh, I just don't. I just don't do it. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> huh? You know. So, anyway, but um, that's my spiel on. Well, uh, MC Lars, Mega Man, or Mega Ran, Mega Ran. I'm not Meg Ryan. <laughs> a few, few too many Bud Lights tonight. Brian with an um, I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian. Brian. Uh, uh, All right, MC Lars. Mega Ran, awesome show tonight at Shuba's in Chicago. You're heading to Cincinnati Ooh, next, right? Are we? That's right. Yeah, I guess right. it, I thought it was Ann Arbor, but it's Cincinnati. Ann Arbor? Oh, it's Let's Cincinnati. double check we, the schedule. Are we, we playing any check. music in the mid-show music break? That's we where my... Uh, yeah, we'll toss we it. We'll we're going to drive the wrong place. Cincy. It's Cincy. Cincy sold out tomorrow, by the way. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Shout out, shout out awesome. to the fans. We're going to make sure to toss in some of your guys' songs on our mid-show music break. Thank you. We absolutely are honored that you guys came on the show. I appreciate you guys. Give them the information where they can see where you're headed next. MCLars.com, NerdcoreTour.com, Twitter.com slash MCLars, Facebook.com slash MCLars, Instagram, MC underscore Lars, passing the bars to Ran. Yo, it's MegaRan.com, and it's at MegaRan, not Meg Ryan, because when you put them together, it looks similar. Yep. <laughs> and random beats on Instagram, we going ham. 
and ran, megaran.com slash shows. And now up. you know. <laughs> turn up. Getting but what up. about the Snapchat? What about the oh, Snapchat? Random.megaran on Snapchat. I just tell dumb jokes every day. <laughs> nice. And we both have Patreons. That's if you want, want to get subscriptions, we're putting out music every month. And you every get month. proprietary exclusives. Exclusive. M- Patreon slash MC Lars and Patreon slash Bits and Rhymes. B I T S A N D R H Y M E S. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys are so cute and sweet and lovable. Thank you for listening. All right. And keep listening to the podcast. Mega Ram. These guys have great guests. MC Lars, thank you for being on the Nothing Important Podcast. We appreciate it. Kisses. Peace. Absolutely. Let's get some deep dish. (laughs) And now, a poem by Hans Molman. I think that I shall never see. My cataracts are blinding me. Molman. Hans Molman. He's a stone-cold player, Artie Zip was mad jealous When he dated Summer first, plus he's only 31 Drinking ruined his life, is such a sad story, son Got a knife in his cane and a fire in his loins The indie movie star who took a football to the groin Burns thought he was a leprechaun, drilled him in the head Slept with Lars Ulrich's grandmother, then chilled with her in bed He's more metal than Metallica, though that's not so hard Homer drove him off the cliff, so impatient in his car He was hauling Poe's house, just another day for Hans But he's back on his feet, cause he's the mother-flippin' man You know there's no escape from the fortress of the moles. He's been burnt, run over, buried, but he's still on a roll. He's been radiated, detonated, heartbroken twice. The Lazarus of Springfield always coming back to life. His name is Moment, Hans Moment. You can't keep Hans Moment down. He's the bad luck crying up on 20 Oak Grove. Hipster glasses so thick and brown. Moment, Hans Moment. You can't keep Hans Moment down. Cause he's trying out for Poochie while he's waiting on his kidney. He's the talk of the whole darn town. Have you seen his green pants? Have you seen his new shirt? He wasn't yelling boo, he was yelling blue urns. Attacked by Roomba robots gone anthropomorphic. He's part to be the dog and part Kenny McCormick. He was riding on his Harley on the cover of his bio. Crashing the planet hype, yeah, he's been up there for a while. He was texting Homer, hit him, well surprised, he survived. He's twice as cool as Wheelhouse, though we can't really drive. Have you ever felt crushed by the weight of the planet? If you have, let me tell you that Hans Moment understands it. But you've gotta get up, you've gotta put on your tie. Lace up your orthopedic shoes and look up at the sky and say hey solar race today you won't burn me up keep that moment pma you can break out of that rut because when you're stuck in the snow when you're starting to turn purple just remember hans moment when the wolves start to circle moment hans moment you can't keep hans moment down because he's like cowabunga dudes with a skateboard in his hand hipster glasses so thick and brown moment hans moment you can't keep hans moment down in his iron lung, well he's still dependable He's the talk of the whole darn town This player was the mayor over 30 years ago Brought an anthem to the people, he told everyone he wrote Then one day it was discovered that the whole thing was a hoax So they tied him to a horse out in the desert, let him go This player was the mayor over 30 years ago Brought an anthem to the people, he told everyone he wrote Then one day it was discovered that the whole thing was a hoax So they tied him to a horse out in the desert, let him go Keep
all die. This is fun. But the goal isn't to live forever, but to create something that will. Two, three, Here we go. Infinite lies. We got infinite lies. Never say never. We're gonna live forever. Uh-huh. Infinite lives. We got infinite lies. Never say never. We're gonna live forever. Yo, heard you only live once. Well, I'ma disagree. Cause you can live forever and forever doesn't cease. Live through your creations and the people that you teach. So I live through my music eternally through the beats. First email says I'm digging that verse. The next four emails, I'm missing that merch. You can't take it with you, and so I never intended to. For my last interview, this is the gift I'm sending you. Never gonna die. with the flows cause God knows she learned more about life from Pox Pox's works than she ever could have gotten to church is that wrong living for that song learning from that lyric and steering others from wrong we living off love never needing a meal full from the enlightenment and warmth that we feel yeah overflow of emotion from chilling chasing the girls to floating over the ocean and maybe changing the world first two emails like hey that's tight next few emails you changed my life Cause I've got infinite lies We got infinite lies Never say never We're gonna live forever Infinite lives We got infinite lies Never say never We're gonna live forever They said you only live once Well I beg to differ Cause you can live forever Through the feelings you deliver From the first raindrop To the rush of a mighty river I give you the bigger picture Glitcher and leave a fissure Open and full of hope And it's smoldering like a cauldron But seeing with caution Will never be your garden pardon Everybody who got it And left my memory clouded I decided instead of complaining I'd do something about it Forever's not a time It's a place of a state of mind No, they never gave me mine I elected to stay behind There's deeds I need done Pages I haven't filled Places I haven't been through Mistakes I haven't killed, lies I haven't touched, and words I need to say. Tell me who needs forever when all forever's the day. If I die, it's right on time. It's meant to be this way. Now tell me who needs forever, all forever's the day. Come on. Infinite lies, we got infinite lies. Never say never, we're gonna live forever. Infinite lives, we got infinite.
Yeah, ma'am. Hey, way to pick it up. All right. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. So now it's been what? Like probably five or six days since we were at Shuba's in Chicago and we chatted with uh, MC Lars and Five. um, It's been five days and 12 hours almost exactly. Yeah. Uh, man, they really put on a good show. It was Sunday night, so it wasn't exactly packed, but it, it didn't seem like the, that stopped the enthusiasm at all. Oh, no, there was, uh, they got the whole room moving at certain points. It was really fun to see. Yeah, and I, I think that's just because of like their style of music. It's, it's, uh, the people that would go watch them are definitely, uh, they're going to be people, into it. Yeah, people they, they cater to. You know, there's not a lot of, uh, passers-by or people that just happen to be there. Yeah, there's think. no there's no casual fans in the Nerdcore game, I don't think. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, afterwards we sat down, had a few beers with them, uh, recorded them both. It was super cool that they took a time out of, our, uh, out of their night to hang out with us. They had some pretty cool stuff to say, especially about their, uh, I would call it an origin story mm-hmm. in this particular genre. Yeah, like neither of them really even set out to be rappers. I think MC Lars said that he... Uh, well, he, he, it was like a poetry slam or something. Like he did that for like an English class. Yeah, and school, then took it it to, was a class assignment. Yeah. yeah. And then like took it to a bookstore for his first show. And then uh, <laughs> did some open mic nights and stuff. Yeah. And then conversely, uh, Mega Ran was uh, an English teacher. Like literally conversely, because he would rap to his students. Yeah. And you know, it's <laughs> funny. He even acted like a teacher on stage, kind of. Yeah. A little bit. Very, yeah. <laughs> very, very egg headed and like literature and language arts based yeah, yeah absolutely but great show i'm glad they could come on i hope uh we get to hang out with them again when they come into chicago next time who knows when that's gonna be yeah I, I put their cd in my car that night and i've listened to it every day since really yeah wow which well, is amazing. MC Lars's. i don't i don't have one of mega rands but mm-hmm. i got mc Lars's in my car that's amazing because that's not even typically your type of music guy no but when you do songs about hans molman i'm in yeah. <laughs> well, awesome guy. I had a fun time at the concert with you. It was absolutely fun hanging out with those guys. And um, I don't really have much else to say other than everybody should out, th- out there should check out uh, www.megaran.com, mclars.com, and also check out a fun local band that was with them called uh, called Freaks for Geeks. Love that name. I love yeah. that name. <laughs> great guys. We got to hang out. It was just an overall great time. Yeah, check it out and, uh, you know, support that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said support local music, but those guys aren't local. But, you know, support the genre. It needs some love. Yeah, absolutely. It's got a lot more to say than most other rappers, I think. Yep, I'd agree. And then also you can support me and Dave by checking out www.itsallgoodman.com. Check out our Better Call Saul podcast where we talk to the cast. And we discuss every episode, every week. And there's no delay, right, Dave? We we tend to get it up right as the credits start rolling. That's when it's all good, man. Becomes live, right? Yep. I mean, we do this in our spare time, so it's uh, we're at about a ninety percent success rate at that so far. <laughs> right. Yep. First, <laughs> first on the scene. First on the scene. It's a great community. A lot of people uh, feedback, uh, give us feedback, and hit up our Twitter. Also, keep listening to he- us here at nothingimportantpodcast.com. We got a lot of cool guests coming up, a lot of cool ideas, and uh, Dave and I. Uh, got a lot of fun ideas coming up, right, Dave? There's some things in the work and some doings are transpiring. Some doings are transpiring. Mm. All right, guys, well, we'll talk to you next week. Dave, you can stop recording now. Be sure to follow Nothing Important online at nothingimportantpodcast.com. 
Find us on iTunes, on Twitter at NotImportantPC, and you can also find us on Facebook. Nothing Important is recorded with help from Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. Thanks for being awesome.